I'm Duncan McLeod, and this is TCS, the Tech Central show. You know where to subscribe by now, but if you're new in these parts, youtube.com slash techcentral is the address. Hit that subscribe button, hit the bell icon, and you'll never miss another episode. You can also get our newsletter delivered to your inbox every morning, 5 a.m. at techcentral.co.za slash newsletter. Now, Woolies shoppers may be interested in our next story, a company called Ever Electric, which describes itself as an EV as a service startup, EV how do you pronounce it? E-Vars. E-Vars, electric vehicle as a service. As a service. <laughs> yeah. um, you've just concluded an interesting uh, uh, agreement with uh, Woolworths to supply a fleet of electric vans mm-hmm. for food delivery and other purposes within the Woolworths stable. And to chat about all of this, I'm joined in the Tech Central studio by, let me try and get this right, India Magagdagela. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> the company's uh, CEO and co-founder. India, welcome. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Duncan, for having me here. Tell me a bit about Everelectric and where the idea for the business came from. Yeah, so we started in South Africa in uh, around 2018. That's when we went into full force into a research into the industry, uh, into electric vehicles. Who is we? We, so it's myself, Ndia Magada, get a co-founder. I've got two other uh, partners, Wesley van der Valt and uh, Paul Plummer. We all met do- during articles. We were at Deloitte together oh, doing right. CA articles many, many years ago. And over the years, we always spoke about the fact that we will start a business together and, and the electric Fantastic. mobility uh, section of the market really, really just interested mm. us. And we started in, in 2018. So you're a bunch of friends who decided to go into business together. Yeah, a bunch of friends. Initially colleagues then became, you know, good friends. And then now we're business partners. So how many of you are there in the f- founders of the business? Three of us. Three, three of, of us, you. And yeah. the other two are? What are their names? Uh, Wesley van der Valt mm-hmm. and Paul Plummer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So going for about for 2023, five years now. Yeah, almost five years, yeah. What is your background? You you said you were doing your articles at, at uh, Deloitte. Um, yeah. What were you studying towards? What were you hoping to become before you decided to go into entrepreneurism? Uh, so I'm, I'm a chartered accountant by training. So I, I was at Deloitte and then I went okay. over to the Industrial Development Corporation. So I was a deal maker actually oh, all, yeah. my, mm-hmm. all my corporate life. And then I was at Momentum Metropolitan in their mergers and acquisitions unit as right. well, just before I left uh, to, to start... To, to join Everelectric. Um, and, and yeah, so when it was incorporated, I decided to sort of move over and, and focus on entrepreneurship. Okay, so yeah. you, while you were at the IDC, you saw... You saw these startups being funded and you thought, well, that could be me. It could be me. But I mean, sometimes <laughs> you look at it and you think I could also run away from this, you know, but I, I think we chose to. It's a lot to of hard work running a, starting a company. Definitely, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so um, you've been through, you've done several proofs of concept since you launched the, uh, the business. Um, take me through the sort of timeline and what you've been doing and uh, how maybe the, a brief summary of, of what led up to the the deal with Woolworths. Yeah. So uh, we do R&D. We, we go around the world. We try and look for products like electric vehicles that would be fit for purpose for for uh, for delivery players uh, specifically. And then in, in 2019, we then get in touch with the business called uh, Psyche, which is where we got our electric panel van from Psyche. This is a Chinese, Chinese vehicle yeah. manufacturer. Chinese vehicle manufacturer. The fourth 
largest manufacturer of electric vehicles globally, wow. second manufacturer of vehicles, uh, biggest manufacturer of vehicles globally as mm -hmm. well. So, uh, you know, in terms of internal combustion engines. So we, we obviously needed to find a product that will not fall apart. And sure. so that's why we went with guys that are reputable. So, I mean, that was sort of the gen genesis of the business. There were kind of a few things that we needed to put down. Mm -hmm. Firstly, get a good product that we can put on South African roads. Secondly, as a startup, we needed to raise the funding to, you know, to, to buy those vehicles. And then we needed to find uh, clients. And so we came across Woolworths as, as a client through mm -hmm. DSV and others that, that will also be coming out with, with public announcements probably in the next couple of, of weeks. So we, okay. we'll just leave that. You'll right. be the first one to know <laughs> when they do come out. But um, then our relationship with Woolworths started two years ago when we did bring in uh, some of these electric panel vans. Okay. And we started to run a proof of concept in, in South Africa with Woolworths and, and, and other clients. Okay. Um, and really just to validate the the product on South African roads with all the challenges that we have, you know, in South Africa. Um, yeah. And, and I, I have to ask, and I'm sure you yeah. get this question in every interview, but yeah. I have to ask it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. South Africa has stage six load shedding currently. Mm -hmm. um, are you mad? Electric panel vans, electric delivery vehicles <laughs> in a market where there's virtually no electricity. Yeah. Um, isn't this, aren't you asking on a hiding to nothing here? Uh, so yes, very valid question. And I think it, it wouldn't be an EV uh, discussion in South Africa without asking about, about load shedding. Mm -hmm. We've been running for the last two years and I can tell you that we've had 100% operational uptime even in the worst of load shedding. And there's a couple of things that make that possible. Okay. Firstly, um, we as much as possible, we are connected to renewable energy. So we will connect to the solar um, rooftop that is, uh, you know, put down by our clients as okay. a first, as a go-to, you know, sort of position. We, we try as much as possible to keep it as green as possible. If not, then we schedule around load shedding. So we always use the analogy of cell phones that mm -hmm. you and I, we keep our cell phones charged um, even with load shedding because you know what the schedule of load shedding is mm -hmm. right, and that's how we've been able to sort of schedule around it. If we know that electricity will not be available between this and this time, then we we are able to allow to let our clients know when to okay. when to charge. But how do we let them know? We are also connected to our vehicles and chargers in real time through our Internet of Things layer. So you know, I, I think in 2023 you cannot really run a business manually anymore. Yeah. You do have to have some sort of uh, you know view of, of what the vehicles and what the chargers are doing. So we're able to optimize for their charging. So you've got some sort of IoT device that's installed in each of these vehicles that yeah. sends telemetry, da telemetry data back to, to your data center yeah, or correct. your central point. Yeah. Um, and uh, what does that data actually tell you? It's the charge level of the vehicle. What else? What other information? Yeah, so it gathering? will tell me the charge level of, of, of the vehicle. It will tell me how much carbon my client is saving because that is important for the likes of Woolworths to also report on. But it will also uh, tell, tell me to tell my driver if they are now about to run out of charge and then I will route them to the nearest charger, okay. which is outside of my network. So there are other charge uh, providers in the country, the likes of grid cars, etc. Okay. I'm able to route my vehicles to some of those chargers if they are too far from my charger. Right. So, I mean, we are at version 0 0.01 of our IoT layer building of this, you know, back end. But so far, it's really worked. And I think we will be able to come up with a really good um, 
device that can actually help other okay. other players or other fleet managers in this in this industry in the so future. are you building this technology in-house yeah okay yeah so what we've done is we've taken the best of other technologies that that support ev uh, you know electric vehicles and we've put it together but we're also building on the back end on on those so that we mm-hmm. we have a, a, a product that is customized for south african fleets and for for our clients Amazing. As well. okay yeah. so what is Woolworths actually using these vehicles to do so they have taken half of their food delivery fleet electric. So half of it. Half okay. of it. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 are now sitting at forty one vehicles. Some of them, most of them, are in Gauteng, and uh, there's about eleven in in Cape Town. And these are all site. All Psych Maxes, one ton panel vans with uh, five cubes of volumetric space at right. the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. And is the intention uh, for Woolworths to? replace its ice or internal combustion engine vehicles in their entirety at some point yes EVs? um yes uh, th- that is their intention they do intend to to move also to durban uh, etc but i think it's important maybe while we're talking about replacing an entire fleet just also for other fleet managers mm. that might be uh, watching the you know th- this recording um What's important for us is not that fleet managers replace their entire fleet. Mm-hmm. There have to be a couple of things that make sense before they decide to do that. So firstly, operationally, it shouldn't be that they have to change too much. So mm-hmm. if they were able to do 300 kilometers on an ICE vehicle, they should be able to do the same on, yeah. on an electric vehicle. And can they? They can. 300 kilometers 300 of range. 300 kilometers of range. The, and, and for urban logistics, they are able to do that. So Does that typically last a whole day? It typically lasts a whole day. At times, we've seen clients not even charging overnight on some days and kind of skipping oh. a day because, yeah. you know, it depends on the routes that they are doing. So before we introduce the solution to any prospective client, we always sit down and say, which of your vehicles are doing the higher number of kilometers, which are within the 300 range? Mm-hmm. Because there's a certain point where if you're doing enough kilometers then you're at parity with your ice vehicle mm-hmm. or you're saving money but there are if you're doing way less mm-hmm. kilometers than that then we 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 suggest that you don't just um go for electric mm. just because you want to go green, but do it when it makes sense, you know, f- financially as well. I, I was going to ask if Woolworths yeah. is doing this for financial reasons or whether it's because of its ESG yeah. requirements. Well, it's both. It's both. Uh, we've proved it in the last two years that they're able to save money, uh, you know, with mm. going electric. I mean, the, the, the analogy being the electric vehicle itself is a lot more expensive, right? Uh, there's 40% of import duties mm. levied on the cost of an electric vehicle, but the running costs are so much lower. So mm. there's, if you had to draw a graph between that and just the kilometers we, you do, there's a certain crossover point where because of the running cost being much lower, the entire solution becomes mm. cheaper to run on a total cost of ownership. Despite level, the taxes. Despite the taxes. So that's exactly, mm. so the reason why Woolworths didn't with you know with a wand just kind mm. of uh, change the entire fleet to be electric is because they needed to make sure that operationally it doesn't fall over but financially it makes That's sense it. so they only went with the fleet the, or the vehicles in their fleet that yeah. that do enough amount of kilometers and then also technically it just made sense um yeah just as an aside, um, we, we've seen the motoring industry being heavily critical of the government over the, the, yeah. the import taxes on electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, there's been a lot of criticism of the Minister of Trade, Industry and Competition for not moving faster to deal with this issue. In your view, if that disparity between 
um, ICE vehicles and EVs didn't exist. In other words, if EVs were not being taxed so highly, to what extent do you think corporate South Africa would have would be adopting EVs more than they are today? I think a, a whole lot more. Um, I, I almost think that you would have had mass adoption of electric mobility already. And even with load shedding. Even, even with load shedding, because I think once you've been in these electric vehicles and you actually see the efficiencies of, of the vehicle, yeah. not, not just for a commercial fleet, mm. but also for you and I day to day, just the efficiencies for urban driving. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a no-brainer that that somebody would would move electric. I think it's it's the import duties that are de- a deterrent, but also it's the charging infrastructure. Mm. Yes, they have been growing over time. Um, you will hear that there's maybe about 250 chargers countrywide as we speak right yep. now. But I think if if government moved on the import duties and reduction of those, even the infrastructure side would pick up because it wouldn't be a case of uh, charging infrastructure uh, providers building the infrastructure mm. and hoping that they will come. It would be guaranteed that the people will come and they will mass, ad- mass yeah. adopt, adopt okay. this. So, I mean, I, I almost want to say I understand why um, the the f- policy framework was sort of set up that the, the way that it was in the past because it was for the protection of our manufacturing base of ICE vehicles in the country, etc. Right. But I think we, we need to now move to a point where we realize that the markets that we do export to mm. as South Africa, uh, being Europe and, and the UK, et cetera, have said that they do not want internal combustion engines uh, post-2030, a lot of those markets. Mm. So it's no longer a choice whether government wants to to go electric. It's you, You're going to uh, erode your, yeah. your export base uh, just in this industry. We just need more yeah. speed. We need speed. We need decisions to be made uh, yeah. quicker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my understanding is that when this was introduced about 20 years ago in the early 2000s, mm. Uh, that it was it was done to um, to tax golf carts. Yes, as or electric shavers, or just it was seen as a luxury good, and exactly that's why, it was, it's a luxury good, yeah. and therefore it must attract the maximum the ad valorem taxes exactly. and all of that. Yeah, and the market yeah. has changed, but yeah. the policy hasn't. Mm. Interesting. It's um, very interesting. Now you're yeah. working with a company called DSV in in uh, with Woolworths. So who is DSV, and what's the relationship there? Yeah, so DSV is the logistics partner for for Woolworths. Okay. Uh, And so we work with both DSV. We're almost like a subcontractor to DSV who then are contracted to Woolworths to provide for all their… DSV is quite a big logistics company. Huge. I've seen their brand around town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge… yeah, I think they're Danish uh, Incorporated. And, yeah, oh, okay. Quite big, uh, they're a global company. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And um, just to understand the logist- logistics, probably not a good word in this context, yeah. but to understand, um, uh, just for, should I have a clearer picture? These 41 vehicles that are currently in the fleet, mm-hmm. are they are they being charged at one location overnight? Are they all over the country? Um, how do you manage that side of things? I mean, do, do these vehicles get returned to stores, to some central depot? Mm-hmm. So as a start, just where we are in electric mobility in the country, we our business model is to provide a full maintenance lease uh, okay. to our clients. So we provide the vehicle, the charging infrastructure, the internet of things layer, and the maintenance all in to take the headache out of the you know out of adopting electric mobility. Sure. So I've mentioned that some of them are. In, in Cape Town, and some of these vehicles are actually in, in Johannesburg. Yes, so um, 
they they are then charged. The Joburg ones will be charged in one location oh. over overnight or during the day, depending on you know how how you do that. But that IoT layer also is able to sort of optimize yeah. the charging, right? And that was like let's say step one for the business just just to get the electric mobility going. But what we see, we are seeing now is that if um, the next part would be to increase our infrastructure around certain rings, let's say within Johannesburg, mm-hmm. where if uh, a Woolworths vehicle leaves, let's say the airport area and goes out to Eastgate or you know Southgate mm-hmm. or whatever, there's a charger there. Okay, um, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they could they could charge there and then come back to base, or they could use any other charger with our expanding infrastructure mm-hmm. around Houting and, and Cape Town. Um, then they would be able to use the other charger. So yeah. um, that is how we are managing it for now. But I mean, I suppose for 41 vehicles, it's still quite easy. But I mean, we are thinking about as it grows, when you've Mm -hmm. got a thousand vehicles, you need to sort of, you know, decentralize where the grids, the charging grids are just also to to optimize for load shading and and things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, we've seen some companies, I know we we cover the uh, tech central, we cover tech, IT, yeah. and data centers particularly are looking at wheeling arrangements where yes. they yeah. source power from solar farms in the Northern Cape mm. or the Eastern Cape, wind farms as well, and then wheel that across the ESCOM grid yeah. um, so that they meet their um, carbon emission requirements, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Is that something um, that you guys have looked at at all? Is, is wheeling an option for your business? Most definitely. We always say that if the, if if wheeling becomes you know legal and anybody can get a license, et cetera, we will be one of the biggest off-takers of, of that renewable energy coming from, from those things. I think the one thing that we haven't touched on is even though we do use the grid mm-hmm. to, to power our vehicles at times, where, yeah. you know, we use the sun or we use the grid, we also purchase what they call renewable energy certificates, which means uh, you you buy in bulk, um, you know the 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 right to use and offset green, carbon credits. Yeah, well, it, uh, there's a, a little bit of a difference between carbon credits and renewable okay. energy certificates. Where even though I'm charging off the grid, I've purchased a bulk number of renewable energy certificates, which means the actual electricity that I'm using mm-hmm. in my vehicles is offset mm-hmm. and I can then um, then say it's designated and it was used from a solar farm. We've chosen right. a solar farm out in the Northern Cape to ensure that our solution is green. So even though we're charging off the grid, the electricity mm-hmm. that we are using is uh, we off we offset with RECs. And does it make sense for you to, uh, to, to have battery storage um, in your facilities as well? Because obviously at night, when I imagine a lot of these vehicles yeah, are possible parked is at night when the sun isn't shining so you're not getting that energy directly from the sun are you able to is it financially feasible to store that energy and then charge up the vehicles with the stored energy from battery until now um i wouldn't say it's feasible because of you you know the cost of of battery Battery. storage uh only too well (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know so it it would really put a strain on 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 the business case but we have seen the prices of batteries coming down Mm. uh and i think maybe over time it would be uh you know an option for us for us to do that mm. but the moment wheeling becomes a thing then you know we we can then just um to you know rely more that way mm-hmm. uh, but for now you know we we have to rely on the sun and to keep also the price as 
the cost right. as low as possible. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I want to explore a little bit more on the IoT side of things and the telematics side of things. Um, you, you can actually do a lot with this this technology remotely. Yeah. For example, you can you can govern the speed of the vehicles yes, exactly. uh, and other things. Just take maybe take us through some of the cool things that uh, that you're able to do remotely with these cars, mm-hmm. or these so, panel vans rather. Yes, it's it's very exciting for us. So we are able to throttle the ve- the vehicles remotely. Actually, the Woolies vehicles, just for interest sake, we've throttled them by 40% because if you've ever been in an electric vehicle, it's instant torque, so yeah. you almost fly off. Oh, they're lovely to drive. Yeah. They're, they're mm-hmm. really great to drive. So uh, we've had to pull back a little bit to save on our tires, but also to to save on you know increase our range of, mm-hmm. of the vehicle so you're able to do that you're also able to monitor um, the quality of power that's coming into your vehicle so a lot of the times we find that after periods of load shedding if you connect your vehicle your your charger might might go down and and not restart again when the electricity comes back. Say we are charging overnight, so yeah. we are able to sort of manage that um, remotely, and we then uh, can can start a charge remotely. Um, the other thing that we're able to do, we're able to sort of. Um, manage the time of use of, mm-hmm. of, of the power that our, our clients use. So between four and let's say seven, electricity is at, is at the most expensive for them. So even if they, they do put a gun to, you know, into the vehicle to try and mm-hmm. charge the vehicle, we will not start the charge until it's much cheaper to, to do oh, so okay. after seven. So we're able to sort of uh, manage for those kind of things right. with, the, with the IT layer. Okay, great. Yeah. And then lastly, um, you've said that you are now in the growth phase of yes. your business. Uh, maybe take us through what that's going to look like. Where do you see this business going in the next three to five years? So, I mean, if you look at the universe of the fleets in, in South Africa, we're talking in the hundreds in the thousands uh, of, of units that mm. are currently running I- in the country. I mean, so th- that is that is sort of the market that, that we are targeting. Uh, I mean, if we have to go back towards as, as a business as well, they have uh, growth uh, plans to go into KZN mm-hmm. and, and, and et cetera. So there's that, but there's also us bringing other um, types of vehicles into our network, say the bigger vehicles and even smaller into the sedans, the hatchbacks mm. for, for us to grow even, you know, the offering that the, okay. the business w- would be able to, to, to take out there into, you know, into the market. So we really see that right now we might be at about 100 uh, or just over 100 vehicles on South African roads with different clients, but we see that really growing mm. uh, first in fleet. Also, you know, probably someday we'll move from being a business to business entity mm. to being B2C uh, yeah. and growing um, in that way. But we, we, we really, our focus is really electric mobility as mm. a service. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Uh, let me attempt your name again. India. Maga India. Maga Dagela. Thank you. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, co-CEO and, uh, sorry, co-founder and CEO of Everlectric. Uh, what is your website address, by the way? It's www.everlectric.co.za. Great. Yeah. India, thank you so much for talking to Tech Central. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks.